Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Bear's interview with the star from Origin. Andrew Ellis Taylor. Mom made me promise I'd come by today. It's my birthday. Wait, today is your birthday? Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh. Um, it's, it's, it's Brett. <laughs> I'm Mr. Bell. Yeah, I know. Most relationships end. Friendships, romances. They break. You okay? If you look closely, you'll find something tragic was happening. Are you interested in writing something for us? I don't do assignments anymore. Yeah, well, you're a better writer than most people do anything. Have you heard the tapes? No. Uh, of what? Stafford Police Department, Mr. Sean. Hey, we've had some break-ins in my neighborhood, and there's a real suspicious guy. Looks like he's up to no good or something. Welcome, everyone, to the Next Best Picture podcast, where we are talking with Ingenue Ellis Taylor, the star of the new film Origin. Ingenue, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Very excited to talk to you about your work in this film, Ava DuVernay's Origin, based on Isabel Wilkerson's book, Cast. It is one of the most fascinating films of the year, or frankly, in recent memory, in terms of the topics it explores and how it explores them. I wanted to start by asking that, you know, you... If my research is correct, you received your bachelor's degree from Brown University in African-American studies. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, how do you think past the book and the ideas that Isabel Wilkerson had that you explore in this film would have fit into your curriculum when you were studying for your degree? That's a great question. That is a really great question. Um, I think, you know, the brilliance of, um, and I think the importance of Ms. Wilkerson's book is that it reinvigorates um, our our discussion about social divisions in this country and in this world. Um, we have become lazy um, and it has reduced that com- the conversations we have, the language that we use to really, you know, abstractions, right? Race is now really this abstract idea that this kind of envelope, you know, umbrella idea that kind of encompasses everything. And um, what she does in the book is that she says that race is is a tool for something larger. And that larger thing is caste, that you don't have to be black to be to be someone who is a can be a tool for um, the social structure that is the higher caste, 
right? It it seeks to maintain itself and not only white people do that, you know? And I think that I think that is what is exciting about her book. I think that's what's necessary about her book is that it 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 explodes our language. It it, it insists that we use use other language, a new language that is old, but it's new for us, right? We we understand it in these other cultures, particularly you know, South, particularly South Asian cultures, India, but it is as important. It is as alive here as it is as it is there. We just have to think about it in this in this new way. So it would have been incredible to have, you know, have this language, you know, to have the scholarship then, you know? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you you know, there's nothing new under the sun, and yet we keep our realization of it and our own knowledge of it keeps growing as yes. time goes on. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's hard to escape the idea that usually this kind of role, this sort of intellectual crusader that we see in movies is most times in movies, a man and most times a white man. Um, So I'm wondering, you know, what does it mean to you, especially with your background and study that you Mm -hmm. got to go through this journey that Isabel Wilkerson went on as a black woman? Yeah. I mean, I think that that is what was most attractive to me about playing the role is that this woman's interiority, her thoughts, her mind would be essentially the star of the movie, you know? And that's exciting to me uh, as Black woman, as a woman, to live in that space and insist that people who come in at the dark theater live in that space with me. That the antagonist or the antagonist protagonists are my thoughts, right? Um, and then you have the the other added the other added thing, and I love that you called her a crusader. I love that um, because I've been thinking about her um, as this kind of Indiana Jones figure, right? Yeah, that, you know what I mean. That she is on this quest to find this truth about about who we are in this world, who we are as human beings in 2023. And while she's on this quest, uh, you know, literary uh, or historical journalistic quest, you know, she's being chased by all of these, all of these uh, ghosts and, and, um, and this, someone said a boulder following her down the hill is this incredible loss that she has to endure while she is on this quest and uh, she can't stop. She's not deterred because what she's the grail that she's trying to find um, is no less than, you know, saving us. Yeah. And instead of a giant bullwhip, she has her pen and paper. (laughs) And her computer, right? Yep. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah, and those are those are my preferred warriors, are the ones that yes. write and give to the world. Yes, <laughs> the conversations that you have in this movie, they are so deep and wide ranging, and they really get at the core of who we are as humans in a way that is so fascinating. I keep thinking about the scene in the film where Isabella is uh, visiting friends in Germany. And she's mm-hmm. speaking to this German woman who insists that how the Nazis treated the Jews was in no way similar to how Black mm-hmm. people were treated in the U.S. And 
as a Jew myself, I kept thinking about it during the scene and watching you and watching everyone's spontaneity in the moment. Did you ever want to like break away from the script and actually discuss with your scene partners the topics that you were talking about in character? <laughs> I mean, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard. It, it, it is hard. It was hard being myself in that moment. And I mean, that's character work there. That was what you saw was character work because I could not have done that. You know, it was the it was Isabel Wilkerson as written by Ava, who, you know, created a moment where Isabel absorbed this, that she didn't readily push back or aggressively push back against against this 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 woman. And actually, you know, we we sort of we sort of kind of messed with it a little bit and changing where the order of the lines and where different things I said would be placed. But ultimately, you know, it was it was um it was done where she sort of had the last word and it was very frustrating for me. <laughs> It was very, it was very, very frustrating to me. But what was interesting, and I, I appreciated Ava for doing this, is that this was a, this was Ava's. Um, there, there was a moment in the scene where I talk about there is no number between the middle passage, between the violence, yeah. and you know the that that resulted from Jim Crow and uh, post Reconstruction lynching that happened in America. There is no, there is no number. And, you know, those were those were Ava's those were Ava's words that wasn't necessarily taken from the book. And I appreciate it so much that at least in that moment, I had a second to say that because we don't hear about it. We 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 yeah. talk in figures in terms of the atrocities and the, you know, the tragedy. Yeah. But the reality is when we speak of the toll of you know, what has happened to African-Americans in this country from Middle Passage, from surviving the ships and not surviving the ships. We don't have those numbers and we never will because those numbers are still growing. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right? Yeah. And what, what, what was the, you know, the vibe like on set? Were you all constantly talking about these things? Because, like, it's so, it's so intellectually stimulating. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's 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 the great thing about you know having a director like Ava is that Ava is an intellectual woman. You know, she is an intellect. Um, uh, she's a you know she's an artist. She's an artist intellect, freedom fighter. That's what I call her. Um, and so we were in constant conversation. And and you know I you know be will be honest with you. There's certain there are certain parts of this argument for cast that I butt up against that I don't necessarily agree with, you know? Um, and so we would have these discussions when we would, that would build from our rehearsals, right? Where I would say, yeah, okay, but I need you to understand that this is not how I feel. I don't necessarily agree with this. So I want us to talk about it because I'm saying something that I don't, I don't personally endorse. 
So I need to be able to arrive at it. So when I say it, it'll be believable. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 What what was an example of one of the things that you didn't necessarily agree with? Well, I think, you know, I have a, I have another sort of entry into this idea of the discussion of caste because of where I'm from, because I am from the South, because I'm from the rural South, because I am from Mississippi. And so there, there are, there are specific parts of, I would say pillars of these pillars of caste that we explored in the film that are in the book um, that I live with, that I grew up with. And, you know, Ms. Wilkerson takes the position that it is not personal that it is um that is in fact it is in fact impersonal the 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 sustaining of the caste system in this, in this country um the people who want to maintain that caste system they don't act out of out of hate right but i know what it's like to be in the presence of that and i know hatred runs courses through the veins of of the of where i'm from uh, that it is not impersonal, um, and that violence is very, very real. So, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can understand that too. Especially, you know, the lived experience is so powerful. Yeah, and offers insight that I think that sometimes, as scholars, you try to have that objective, like bird's eye view, right? Mm-hmm. And something like that, you can miss it. And, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it 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 doesn't it doesn't undermine you know her argument or anything mm-hmm. like no, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that is very real. That it is, you know, there. You know, you could look at what's happening in our country right now. People who vote against their own interests because they are trying to maintain the caste system in America, right? They don't care that the person who they will, they will vote for no. is blah 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 idiot liar fart all the things, right? But they need to maintain the caste system. They need to maintain this system of power. Right. So and and it, it you could say and I mean, this is something that in our fight to get rid of the Confederate flag in Mississippi, we would hear all the time. It's heritage. It's not hate. That's the articulation of that. Right. So, yeah, there's that. But there's also you calling me nigger. Yeah, there's also, you know, the the every day of that. That is absolutely, you know, hate lives in that space. No question. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a really great line in the film. You escape trauma by confronting it. Yes. And talking about the things that you talk about in this film, watching it, some of the scenes that you're not in, but that are still shown throughout. Did you feel that you were able to do that at all for yourself to confront trauma and escape it during the course of filming and than later watching and promoting this movie? Yes. Uh, yes. I, I mean, you know, I think that's a, I think that the, I think I'm not that interested in escaping, but I am interested in the confrontation of it because I think in the confrontation of it, there, there can be, there can be healing, you know, and the, you know, we, we, there's a move in Mississippi called truth and reconciliation. 
And, um, you know, I think that in order for there to be any reconciliation, there has to be truth. So in order for us to move forward, that there has to be truth that enters into this discussion. And then what it, what happens instead is that we have, you know, Southern governors who are going out of their way, Southern boards of education who are going out of their way to, in fact, redact, you know, <laughs> big portions of American history. So what the confrontation, I think, you know, can lead to hopefully, you know, us being on the other side and us being a, a healthier, a healthier society. I like that a lot. Did you spend any time with Isabel yourself before shooting the film? No, I didn't. I didn't. I um, when I was cast in the film, Isabel and Miss um, Miss Wilkerson and Ava had been, you know, talking at that point for a couple years. And uh, I think that my understanding is, you know, she had sort of said, you know, you, you take my baby and, you know, you, you, um, I'm granting you the grace and space to do with it what you want, you know. And I think she wanted, I, you know, from what I understand, Ms. Ms. Wilkerson is a very private person. So I just tried to act in a way that respected all of that. Yeah, I think there seems to be, in terms of people's response to acting, that people place a lot of value on an approach where you are um, focusing on the look of the character and getting the speech patterns and the mannerisms of this real person so, you know, correct, and that this is this sort of pinnacle of what we do or what you all do as, as actors. Why... Why do you think that is, as opposed to people who are work more from the inside out and focusing on capturing someone's spirit and feeling? You know, I I think of it. I I think of that. I think about I think about birds. <laughs> Bear with okay. me. Okay, <laughs> I will. Um, parrots, cockatiels, right? They can talk. They speak. Yeah. Um, and we have a great deal of appreciation for that because they sound like us. They can mimic us, right? Readily mimic us. And we are amazed by it. And we, you know, we we keep them as pets. We cage them and we keep them as pets. And we are fascinated by them. We're comforted by them because they sound like us, because they speak our language, right? But in terms of how much they express actual real affection for us is another thing. Dogs don't talk like us, but they show us their love from their noses yeah. to their paws. But somehow we have more respect for a bird's communication. We could, we think of that as intelligence, right? Because they sound yeah. like us, but a dog and how they express their care for us. We don't see that as intelligence, you know, mm. but they're better people. <laughs> Dogs are better people. <laughs> really, they are better people. And I, and, and I think, I think if, if I, you know, to kind of make sense of that, that metaphor, I would just say that I am more interested, I'm less interested in mimicry mm. and I'm more interested in, I'm, I'm more interested in for me, a, a portrayal that that lends itself to the spirit of something. And because I think the spirit of something is more akin to the truth than mimicry. I would agree. And I think that comes forth beautifully in the film where you capture 
the soul of this woman and her questioning and her spirit. I think it's really beautiful. Thank you. We're coming up in the end of our time together, unfortunately, but I had to ask because Lovecraft Country is one of my favorite TV shows in recent memory, and I absolutely loved your performance in it as Hippolyta Freeman. And she goes on this sort of similar journey to Isabel Workerson and her quest for knowledge outside of herself and beyond and trying to get involved in that. And I'm wondering what you think the two of them would say to each other if they ever met. Okay, you win. (laughs) (laughs) You win. (laughs) You win. Oh, man. What a great question. What a great question. What would they say to each other? I think, you know, with Hippolyta, she was this woman who was you know, in this very repressed situation with her being a, you know, 1940s, 50s housewife and and her husband who was very, very loving, but still was trying to keep her in a box. And she had to break out of that and literally go to other planets to find to find herself. And I think that I think what they would what they would say to each other. I think that's where they would meet. I think they would meet in this place of of traveling to find themselves because that's what Isabel did. Isabel went to Germany. Isabel went to India to find a truth about being human and also a truth, I think, about herself. I I think they'd they'd say, okay, where you been, girl? And where are we going next? (laughs) I love that. Where are we going next? Anjanu, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for your thoughtfulness and thank you for your work in the film. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. You have a good rest of your day, okay? You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Dan Bear's interview with the star from the new film Origin, Anjanou Ellis-Taylor, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Origin is now currently playing in theaters from Neon and is up for your consideration for this year's Academy Awards in all eligible categories. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Hey there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. 
We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.